uh, particular Sundays we were, were doing, so we're not in sequence here. I'm not real sure what lesson gets taught next week uh, or who's teaching it, so uh, we'll, we'll need to check on that. But we are on Lesson 12 this morning, and the question that uh, is the topic of this, this chapter is from Genesis chapter 47 and verse 8, and the question is, how old art thou? And uh, as Brother Brownlow described there, this is a question that, that uh, Pharaoh asked Jacob when he was uh, introduced uh, to Pharaoh. And uh, uh, so we'll just try to develop our thought around that. Uh, we could go in several different directions, I think, with our, with our study here. So, so I have some ideas and thoughts. And um, I think... Uh, Perhaps I'm at a point where I can speak with a little bit of authority about being old. <laughs> Maybe not as, as much as some of you who are here this morning, uh, but certainly uh, part, you know, most of you. And uh, we've all had our own uh, life experiences uh, that we, of course, draw off of. And um, so that's kind of the direction that I thought I might... Uh, uh, go this morning, and as time permits, we'll do all that we can. I uh, would like to spend some time in Ecclesiastes, and, and time permitting, uh, Psalm 71. Um, we look at the, the scripture, and it, of course, presents to us that growing old is normal. We know that growing old is normal. That's just natural, natural part of life uh, in the world that we live in. Um, there's honor in growing old. Uh, it, you know, growing old just by the mere fact that you've had life experiences means that you ought to have gained some measure of wisdom somewhere along the way. And so uh, I think it's safe to say that growing old involves the increase in wisdom and experience. Uh, Proverbs 16:31 reads, "Gray hair is a crown of splendor; it is attained by a righteous life." And you know, we we arrive at this this point that we're at today, uh, whatever your age might be, uh, and you look back and you realize. Uh, how true it is that, that life's really very short. You know, James tells us that, doesn't he, in, in James 4.14. Uh, he tells us, uh, or Solomon tells us in Proverbs uh, 31 uh, that um, the beauty of youth is soon gone. And, and we all fully understand that, don't we? Um, and so we come to a point when we think about growing old uh, where we can't really separate the meaning of life and the concept of the legacy that, that we leave. Um, Solomon talks about that uh, uh, in, in Ecclesiastes. Uh, you know, we, we, I think, have this natural tendency that just comes along with, with us uh, uh, being human beings in that we tend to live for the moment. 
uh, we're thinking about what we're going to do today or tomorrow or this week and, and not really putting as much focus on the, 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 the distant future. Uh, and, and I know I'm, I'm just speaking in general terms. I know there's exceptions to this, but we're just talking in general terms. So I think you probably feel like, like I do that as we grow older, we start to feel the, the impact of our mortality. Uh, we, we try to focus on things uh, in terms of our resources that we have, our, you know, our faculties about us, and we see those uh, becoming less as, as we get old, if, if I could put it in, in that term. Uh, and uh, it, it causes us to reflect and, and I think hold more to, the, the, to that that thing I mentioned a moment ago, and that is what is the meaning of life. And we, we start to think about, uh, if you will, our, as I said already, our, our legacy. Ecclesiastes 2, talk, chapter 2, talks about that. Um, and, and, you know, and we're kind of, it's kind of futile, I believe, to um, think about what we need to do and have these projects, you know, that uh, help us and um, uh, what will have lasting value to us, what will have significance to us, and, it, uh, and, and it, it tends to lead to disillusionment. Uh, and even with some people, you know, I would say uh, depression, despair over just how brief life is. Um, and uh, I think, again, as we get older, we start to think about that more and more and more. So, um, with that realization, you know, sometimes satisfaction in, in those projects and things that we like to do become kind of fleeting. And so what Solomon talks about in Ecclesiastes is the hope that people will grow wiser in their their use of their god-given portion portion or their allotment of of time before they die of course all this assuming of course the lord doesn't 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 that the lord tarries and he doesn't come before we die so um i think again as as we start to grow old and our wisdom increases, um, it, it grows in relation to our awareness of, of time and the, the, coming, the coming judgment. And that just, just underlines, it emphasizes to us that, that we need a divine perspective to face just how brief life is um, and just how limited, you know, our, our lifespan is. Uh, there's only so much time, and the opportunity's gone. And, um, you know, I think all of us uh, who get to this age, we look back on our lives and we think about opportunity, we think about things that, 
maybe we made judgment on and we did that we wish maybe we hadn't and things that we we didn't do uh, that that we know perhaps that that you know that we should have um, I think you know I'm, I'm talking about Ecclesiastes there's certainly uh, counterparts to the writing in Ecclesiastes in the New Testament uh, Jesus's parables of the ten virgins and and the talents is a good example uh, the two sons in Matthew chapter 21, uh, the unjust steward uh, in Luke chapter 16. Solomon acknowledges in Ecclesiastes um, how should I say it, the unfairness from a human's perspective, yet he he also offers up wisdom to us um, to help us deal with it, uh, to deal with it from God's perspective, um, and and this in, entails the the notion that I've already touched on, and that's of time and judgment. We have, you know, we tend to have this disillusionment over our human condition. Um, the uncertainty of things, the mortality that we have, and it, and it's just wise for us to remember that that we're all are are remember that for all the living, there's hope. There's hope. There's you know there's an old saying that a living dog is better than a dead lion. We're living. We have hope, and for the living, yeah, we know that that we will die, but but the dead know nothing and they have no reward for the, for the memory of them is, is gone, is forgotten. And, and their love and their hatred and their envy, that stuff's gone. It's perished. It's never more. Uh, that's what, what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 9, 4 through 6. Never more will they have a share in anything done under the sun. Under the sun means our, our time here on earth, our, our lives here on earth. So knowing that we are accountable for our God-given portion of life, people really ought to take joy, joy in everything. And, and, the, and they ought to take advantage of the gifts that they have, the talents that they have, uh, the wisdom that they have, the opportunities that they have in life. And they need to do that sooner than later. And certainly as I say that, again, from a, a, an older person, I can look back and think, boy, I wish I had done this or that, and, and we all tend to do that. Um, we need to do it before, before it's gone um, and before the opportunity, you know, is, is lost. I think the thrust of the reflection from Ecclesiastes um, on growing old is that meaning in life is, is fulfilled through our God-given purpose. And our purpose is only fulfilled when, when we take advantage of our God-given portion in Christ. You know, God, God's promised Savior. That's, that's where it's fulfilled. Um, 
There's going to be a day uh, we're going to be before God. We'll all see God, and uh, he will be eminently fair in his reward to us, regardless uh, of how unfair and evenly distributed our portion may seem to be in, in this present life. God will be fair with us. Let's look at uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 12 for a little bit, and then uh, hopefully I'll manage my time okay. And uh, we can also look at Psalms 71. And I'm, I'm not a, exactly following Brother Brownlow's outline in, in the lesson, but it's, it's the same concepts, the same idea if you've, if you've read uh, that. He does touch on Ecclesiastes some, but just briefly in, in, in the context of the lesson. But certainly Ecclesiastes chapter 12 is as true today as, as the day, days when Solomon wrote it some, what, 3,000 years ago. Um, and what he told young people in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1 is, Remember now the, your Creator in the days of your youth, before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. I, always, I thought also just as a sidebar to this uh, about uh, uh, some, some past lessons. Uh, uh, what was the gentleman's name? It escapes me right off the top of my head, and I'm showing my age. Uh, that that was in the ATV accident that was here. Don Blackwell. I couldn't. His name went off the top of my head. If you were here for that, uh, particularly that uh, uh, Sunday morning lesson, uh, he spent a lot of time here in Ecclesiastes 12, and his his ideas and his thoughts come back to me uh, as as I studied and prepared for this. But yes, as, as a young person, you would hope that they remember their creator, but older people need to remember their creator. Um, why? Well, it's, it's not relative to time. It's not relative to age. Um, when you're older, your focus changes, and if you're retired, maybe you have more time to focus on other things in life besides just, you know, working and, and, and trying to provide for your family and, you know, to, to take care of your family. You, you get to what they call the golden years. I'm not, I don't know if I'm there yet or not. I wonder sometimes, but, um, but your priorities change. Uh, and, and as a couple, you know, usually your children have left the, the nest and they're on their own. Uh, and so you're, you're, you're no longer burdened with that responsibility. Um, you've raised your children and some of us have grandchildren to enjoy. And uh, if you have retired, you can't get fired, can you? So... That's a, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing, isn't it? So, um, so there's some positives, you know, to this stage of life. So anything we say, we're not trying to suggest otherwise. Uh, uh, but do you find yourself glancing at the obituaries? I do. Yeah. Um, you look to see your previous co-workers. I 
this last uh, week we were over in Georgia, and uh, a fellow has passed away over there, passed away on October the 4th, that worked for me for about 10, 15 years. Uh, extremely valuable employee under me. Um, and it just kind of, you know, kind of hits home. Kind of hits home. Um, has, has the years been kind to your body? You know? Um, if we knew we could live this long, we took better care yeah, of Yeah, to one degree or the other, we, we, we know the answer to that, don't we? Um, it has, the accumulation of years does have an effect on our bodies. Um, we don't bounce back, do we, quite as quick uh, when something, something happens. Uh, uh, Things we do that were simple and easy to do strain us, don't they? And the next day we can't hardly walk or whatever. <laughs> you know, we wonder why. Why? What? What's going on here? So, and we have we have struggles with our with our health challenges. But but Solomon went on to say in Ecclesiastes 12 in the in, in verse three, in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong man bow down, when the grinders cease because they are few. And those that look through the windows grow dim. What's he talking about? He's talking about our bodies. You know. And, and, yeah, and your legs. And we all relate to this very, very well. Now, or not all of us, but us older folks in here do. Um, we have loss of mobility. Uh, our eyesight's go away or, or diminish. And and some of us uh, lose our teeth, you know. Verse 4 reads, When the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of grinding is low, when one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of music are brought low. I, I, Nancy probably wishes she had a dollar for every time I said, What? Because <laughs> she says stuff to me. And uh, she may be thinking I'm ignoring her, but I really can't hear like I used to could, you know. I have to like turn my good ear and ask her to repeat herself. Or other, and I do that with other people. And, and you can relate to that. Verse 5 reads, Also they are afraid of height and of terrors in the way. When the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper is a burden and desire fails. For man goes to the eternal home and the mourners go about the street. The almond tree blossoms. What does that mean? What did Brother Blackwell say that mean? Gray-headed. It's like an almond tree. You know, if, I've never seen an almond tree, but I've seen pictures of them, and you know they turn white uh, when when the blossoms come out. So our bodies were not designed to live forever, and and we're going to advance through these stages as we proceed through our lives, and we get you know to the end of our lives. We're going to have other changes, you know, uh, in our bodies. All of these factors and more mean that in order to age gracefully and with dignity, we really just need to have realistic expectations, don't we, of ourselves. We, we will, we've got to think about our physical activities and what we do. 
I tend to stay off ladders these days because they're not my friend. You know, Nancy will tell you that too. Uh, we have to be careful driving after dark. Some, some of us even reach a point where we even have to give up driving. And, and so our expectations change but that, that doesn't mean that, that we cannot live satisfying and, and beneficial lives. doesn't mean that. Here's a saying that, that I've read. There is gold to be found in old age. Why, what am I saying? I think it's very important for us to keep a positive and maybe even a humorous perspective uh, in, in the fact that we are aging and God designed us that way. Our bodies are changing, aren't they? It's not the act of a vengeful God. It's a loving God. And, and, and God wants us to continue to bear fruit. I think the biggest benefit of living a lot of years is one that uh, I think our culture, as, as in general, today overlooks, or if if they acknowledge it, they just dismiss it. And that is that you know wisdom comes from experiences in life, and if you've lived a number of years, you have those experiences. Unfortunately, that gets discounted or dismissed. That seems to be a fashionable thing to do in our culture today. We need to learn from the mistakes of others because we can't possibly live long enough to make all the mistakes ourselves. And our culture has dismissed that. They've thrown that aside like garbage. With your age comes wisdom and understanding, and you can pass that along to your children, to your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, if you're blessed with great-grandchildren. If only they will stop and listen. You know, all those years of experience come, you know, what comes with that is a, is a new level of learning. We look to Scripture. Scripture is, I think I could say, inexhaustible. It's an inexhaustible source of wisdom. And the more we study it, the more we understand it, the deeper that understanding can go. So we can add deeper knowledge and insights in all phases and aspects of our lives. We can add it to our marriage, to our family, to whatever kind of interpersonal type relationships you have, uh, to our businesses, to our professions, our professional lives, our hobbies, everything, planning. Uh, we understand and learn the importance of love. It's, it's, it's a lot of valuable gold that comes from experience that comes with the silver in the hair. 
And so we want to gracefully accept those positives that, that we're talking about here. Certainly also it goes without saying that, that age should, should uh, bring a level of maturity and a certain amount of mellowing that's gained by experience. I can, I can say that. Nancy will tell you too. I keep putting her on the spot this morning. But I was pretty hot-headed as a young fellow. I don't think I am anymore. But I was pretty hot-headed. Uh, I came by that naturally. My family, particularly on my dad's side, was, was like that. And um, what, I've, what I've come to realize, the older I get, the older I get is it don't matter, <laughs> does it? You know, stuff that you know used to like really bother you really isn't that important anymore. You realize that, and, and you realize there's value in not reacting to that. There's more value to that. Um, we've also had our share of loss and grief at this point. Um, you know, most of us or some of us have lost our parents. Our families have been, you know, affected by a loss of life. Uh, and, and we've had ups and downs in our, in our lives. Uh, some of us heal. Some of us scar. But the, all those things carry lessons that we learn and, and help us to, to be better. Yeah, I was going to say that. I had that little saying down here. I don't know if y'all heard Mike. They either make you bitter or they make you better. Just one little letter changing that. Um, certainly we um, find ourselves at, at these points here. Um, what we do realize is that uh, we're nearer God's kingdom, aren't we? We're a little closer. All of us are. It's just when we get older, it's more vivid, <laughs> isn't it? In the April 1968 Reader's Digest, there was a little story in it called Life in These United States. Um, and what it, you know how readers digest stories are written. I don't read it much, uh, but my dad used to read it very, very. He, he loved it, and so we had them laying around. And there was these little vignettes in there. And uh, in this particular story is was that it was a collection of vignettes of you know things people had said. Uh, there was a lady out in California that had talked about in this article a group of her elderly friends who gathered together and they were just sitting around sharing their woes, talking about their arthritis and their arteries hardening and things like that. We tend to, we tend to do that, don't we? And, and this one, one fellow spoke up, and this, this is the context of it, and talked about his stomach problems. And one lady spoke up and she said this, well, it just proves one thing. Old age sure ain't for sissies. It ain't for sissies. So as the years go by, we all identify with that statement more and more and more, don't we? 
Um, but we have a creator, and he designed our bodies to be affected by the passage of time. And he, he, he doesn't have us to suffer alone. Isaiah 46, verses 3 through 4. That's what Isaiah wrote. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel who have been upheld to me from birth, who have been carried from the womb, even to your old age. I am he, and even to gray hairs I will carry you. I have made, and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. Certainly, you know, it's easy to sit up here and talk about things, I guess, and then another thing to actually experience it and do it, but I think growing old gracefully does have its challenges. Uh, like I said, we realize a little more, perhaps, how close we are to the kingdom of God. Uh, if you will, we almost stand right at the brink of eternity, don't we? All of us do. Young folks do too. But it's more vivid to us as, young, as older people. And what we realize is, is that that final heartbeat, when it comes, that's not the end. That's the beginning. It's a grand beginning. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9, But as it is written, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. So the God that created us, who made us, also planned for a, a wonderful future. Beyond this, beyond the certainty of growing old, uh, beyond the end of our days here on the earth, and we can look forward to that, we can anticipate that, uh, and learn th through that how to navigate these later years and do it with grace and do it with dignity and do it with humility. Um, that's the gold. That's what's found, I think, in the golden years. And I have not done very well with my time as I had hoped to do. Uh, I think it goes, it's safe to say, um, that sadly our American culture does not esteem the elderly. Now, again, I'm kind of throwing a blanket over everyone. I shouldn't do that, I guess. We need to be careful saying that because some do. But we are a self-centered, utilitarian society. That's what we are. That's what this society is. We're self-centered. We often see in the younger generation that they view the elderly as a burden, uh, a financial burden. And if they require care, um, they see it as something that interferes with their life and with their pleasure and their success. And I think it's kind of interesting, you know, we're all very critical of China. It's a communist nation. We see a lot of things, you know, that, that we know are, are bad and wrong. But did you know that in the culture in China, old age is viewed as the most respected stage in life? And I have read that um, 
there's, there's, in terms of the percentage of their population to the percentage of the elderly that are in like uh, nursing homes, they're, they're, it's extremely minuscule. It's very small, it's a percentage. Uh, at one point in time, Shanghai, China, which I think is close to the largest city in the world, uh, back in the 70s, only had one nursing home. One nursing home. Well, where are they at? Their families are taking care of them. They esteem them. And, and I see that, you know, certainly in the church, you know, you see that. But I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in the context, you know, of the, of the outside of the church more so. Um, So what we really um, need to be asking ourselves is uh, what should I be doing? You know, as I'm approaching old age, what should I be doing? Well, I won't take t time to read Psalm 71. I had planned to. Please do that. Go read that psalm. Um, it's thought that there, there's some scholars that think Jeremiah wrote it, but if you look at it, uh, the context of it is more in line with the pattern of writing of David. So I think most people think that David wrote it. Um, um, one that's, thing that's evident uh, from it is that whoever wrote it, if it was David, they knew his... He knew his God. The writer knew his God. It's obvious. He had known him for years. He had proved his faithfulness in a number of difficult situations. Uh, so in this instance, when he needs to trust in God, it's not a matter of, God, if you exist, please help me. It's not a matter of that. Um, he didn't need to take this blind leap of faith because... He knew God in a, in a personal, practical, proven way. And that's, that's what we want to know. Do you know God like that? Do you? Are, are you growing in the process of developing your knowledge through His Word and, and through applying His Word? First, learning His Word, learning His will, studying His Word, and applying His Word. I think one of the most important things that each one of us can do is prepare for whatever crisis we may have to face. Whatever, whatever's coming in the future. And how do we do that? We do that by spending time in God's Word. Getting to know God. That, that's, that's how we prepare. You know, we can talk about financial things another time or whatever. But this is the most important thing. And then you take that and you apply it, you know, to your to your to your daily pro problems. Just briefly, um, looking at Psalm 71, what you'll glean out of that is that that you need to, you need to form godly habits. You need to form godly habits of uh, trust, and praise, and hope. Look at uh, verse 3 in regard to the habit of trust and 
verse 6 in regard to the habit of praise. Um, in verse 14 of that chapter, of that song, in regard to the habit of hope. Um, I think just to conclude this morning, God's way for us to grow old is for us to develop a walk with Him. And we're to do it now. A, a walk that involves a deep personal knowledge of God, a walk that includes the habits of trust and praise and hope and a walk that involves a lifestyle of ministry to God. And as long as we have life and breath, we can show and we can tell and we can sing uh, the greatness of God to, our, to the next generations that, that are coming along. Uh, so anyway, thank you for your comments this morning. And uh, we'll end there. And as I said, I'm not sure who's teaching next week or what lesson number it is uh, since we're out of sequence here. But again, thank you for your attention.